To the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the uh, the only podcast that has one Michelin star <laughs> uh, that talks about emo music and talks about uh, fun emo things. And for some reason, a man made it entirely out of tires said... I bestow upon you a single star. It is you and Gordon Ramsay till the end of the earth. And that's we said it. thank you. Two stars, though? Gotta earn it. We're earning that. Gordon, Mr. Ramsay, if that is your real name, last name, <laughs> we're coming for you. We're gonna come, we're coming for that second star. You're gonna be like, I can't believe a podcast has two stars. It's raw. Uh, this episode is with our friends in Deer Spring. Uh, they just had a, an EP called Moments come out earlier this month. I guess this is July now. Shit, we're already in July. Isn't that crazy? I know. We hope you're out there celebrating America. And I hope by celebrating, uh, you also are trying to make it feel as bad as you feel. Because that's yeah. how you can celebrate America today. Uh, it's the only we're way. We're we hung out with Deer Spring last month when things were good, <laughs> when their EP came out. And uh, yeah, we, we hang out with most of the band. You know, there's always that one guy that doesn't show up. Yeah, they're just like, sorry, guys. It's like, mm. yeah. But you know but what? They're we usually made sure, chill. We made sure that it was the most East based person. We had like a, like a geography quiz at the beginning of the pod, so. Uh, hopefully, you know what side of the country you're on when the question comes up. Yeah, we also talked about favorite pies. So, yeah, we got real pie curious on this episode. Brian keeps coming up with puns throughout this. Entire these are not episode. puns. These are just terrible, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, he things just to keeps say. doing these things, and we let him do it. <laughs> That's what's called having a podcast. <laughs> And look at everyone else at the podcast. It happens. It occurs. Uh, but yeah, before we get into our conversation with them, we, you know, Michelin let us know what they would rate us. And it was one star. Now, Michelin stars, each star is equivalent to like 48 stars. Yeah. Period. So you shouldn't be like Michelin. You should be like yourself and you should rate us five stars. On any podcasting app you're listening to this on, let's say you're on an Apple, say you're on a Spotify, let's say you're on an Amazon Prime, let's say you're Jeffrey freaking Bezos, and you're like, yo, let me let me rate this five stars. That could be you. And it could be you. It and also, you can write a review on Amazon and Apple Music. So you can say, Brian's puns, five stars. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing. nothing There's no less. other answer. I know what I am. It's a five. I'm a five star man. Wow. All right. That's a line from uh, It's Always Sunny. So don't don't quote me on that one. <laughs> that's that's a line from a show. You're going to get uh, roasted. But we would love to know what you think. You can also watch all of our episodes as YouTube videos over on our YouTube channel, Emo Social Club. 
Uh, there, all you gotta do, drop a thumb, drop a sub, drop a bell, and then drop a comment. Just keep dropping shit until you're no longer are holding anything. Yeah, you can't hit anything else, and you're like, yes, I did all the things possible here. I need more to hit. Give me more to hit. It's my Randy Macho Man Savage voice of the intro. Oh, yeah. Give me more to hit. Local of uh, the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I was on I, I was on um a metro train like right before COVID. And whoever the conductor was with every time we had to stop and Downers Grove, where he's from, is on my line. He was like, here's a fun fact. Macho Man Randy Savage grew up here. And, uh, and it was like every single stop had a fun fact or like a silly thing. And then they told him to stop. And I said, that's really fucking lame of you. I Dude, love my fun facts on the train. The facts are fun. They're fun so and fun they're facts. silly. Yeah. Those are just fun facts. You know? Yeah. Uh, also a fun fact. Maybe you're like, oh, dude, I'm so on social media. I'm social media. Emo social media. You can find us at Emo Social Club on Instagram. You can find us at uh, X Emo Social Club X on Twitter and on TikTok. Uh, on Talks. On the Tickety Talks and the Twiddly Twits and the Instagrams. You can find us uh, all of those places if you choose to. Yeah, you can just tweet at us or stitch us on TikTok or call us out on TikTok for some weird reason. I'd be like, what's no, going no. on? You can also catch us this Friday uh, you know, the club, we're getting gigs. We're out here gigging. We're a gigging pod. Gigging around. A gigging club. Just gigging about. Just getting giggly. <laughs> I was waiting and I was like, is he going to do it? And you did it. Please cancel the entire podcast. Please cancel every podcast. Brian is unhinged right now. Not. I'm just like a little bit letting the words flow in an improv way. And it's like. This isn't are. an improv I, I show. It's like I'm just finding my way. Like I'm finding like where the hill gets really steep and I can no longer come back. Uh-oh. It's like, uh-oh. You watched that one far. weird Kermit skit and now you're like, let's go, guys. Let's go. Okay. Again, you clearly do not understand what I was looking up because we'll we'll look at more later. I'll get you <laughs> inundated with that. We will be DJing this Friday at the House of Blues, Chicago. The foundation room. The foundation room. A room where you are the most founded. You are sturdy. It's just the sturdiest upstairs room. <laughs> uh, we're doing an after show for the Less Than Jake Bowling for Soup and Aquabat show that's happening that night. Uh, so all you got to do is just hang around. Um, now, I are believe... we going to play ska? Definitely. Legally, oh. we have to. Well, the... Uh, Lizzie has a very a loose understanding of the law and says legally, but like, you know, we're probably going to play emo stuff and some, some ska. ska in there, some ska, Ska's emo. But not all ska. So, you know, maybe you're tired of horns and skanking and you're like, man, I just want to like stand here and, and cry. Not one fedora. <laughs> a single fedora. You're going to have to tip your fedora and take it the fuck off as soon as you enter into this room. Dude. Please, first of all, take your hat off when you're inside. Don't, Second of all, do not malady us. Wear Don't malady us, or I will legally have to kick you out. Lizzie is very scared of malady. Have you ever been maladied? You don't I like don't it. See you why shouldn't. I would be. Yeah, see? It's no. not great. 
so we'll hopefully see you there uh tickets are available in links somewhere because uh we don't have them as we're recording <laughs> so edit this part out oh, yeah. uh tickets will be available in the description and they will be available on our social media and uh, we already told you what that is. So just go over there and find out now. Yeah, we'll tweet it out, link in bio, the whole thing. Oh, dude, we'll link we'll link that bio. And then also, if you can't make it to that, which would be kind of like fake energy, but we get it, it happens. The following weekend on July 16th, which is a Saturday, we will be having our own emo DJ night after party up at Beat Kitchen with our friends Violet Crime, Cali Loco, and City Mouth gonna be a good time the club we gigging there's a festival outside it's called burger fest yeah so it'll be like a nice little after party for that too so you get like a full day you get the street fest you get the, the emo hangs whole thing Just and some good, good burgers time. yeah dude home of the good burgers well we have a, a whole po- recorded podcast and somehow this intro took over 10 minutes with a bunch of edits for lizzie and usually it's not crying uh so here is our episode with Dear Spring. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new DC friends, Dear Spring. Thanks for so much for hanging out with us tonight. Hell yeah. What's up? This is Dave. I'm Marty. And I'm Cam. Furthest west. <laughs> <laughs> Furthest to the left side of the state oh geographically geographically yeah, yeah. the yes. farthest left geographically east Based to west on how we're looking at the screen right now <laughs> cam's definitely furthest west coast in terms of culture though as well oh, oh true okay most so likely tracks. to be a surfer Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely to be from California. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most likely to uh to live on the what? I'm like trying to think I of like a non-surfing thing, and I'm like, what does California do besides van surf? life stuff? Most <laughs> likely to be uh caught at an in and out. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Most that. most likely to live on the San Andreas Fault. Ooh. <laughs> Got some California knowledge for you. Damn. Yeah. That's I, I I think I revealed too much, sorry. Meanwhile. If this was like uh Tell Me the Truth or whatever. Or don't tell I don't forgot whatever that game show tell is. Tell me the truth, the game show. <laughs> tell, to tell the truth. To tell, the truth. <laughs> tell me the truth right now. Where do I you like, uh... Tell me the truth right now, people. It sounds like to tell the truth. To tell the truth. That sounds like oh, a Maury yeah. type thing. Like, yeah. tell the truth. That's like a like who's the father type situation. That. <laughs> listen, so Maury's going off air. Getting, Someone's got to pick it up. <laughs> We're just talking about uh, old people, and I couldn't relate. So, <laughs> Maury's like 80 years old. He just got taken off the air. Yeah. Very yeah, sad. Yeah, see, someone's got to pick it up. You guys know who he's married to? No. No. Connie, Connie Chung. Really? What? Yep. Like it's the weirdest thing. Fun fact. All right, signing off, <laughs> guys. <Interesting. Goodbye. laughs> I did my due diligence today. I, I uh. did my research. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, he's just surprisingly old, you know. Like, 
And I feel like there's a strong age difference there, I'm assuming. I guess we're all going to get surprisingly old, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian I'm having an existential life. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Ever since you brought up mid, you got Cam thinking yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's really because Brian. I tried to explain the mid sound on TikTok to Brian, and he didn't know what I was talking about. That's right. <laughs> Which makes me sound older because I'm like, what's a TikTok? I don't yeah. know about this TikTok. Talking ticks. Yeah. You're talking to ticks. <laughs> I used to work for a producer who would describe records that he didn't like as mid fi. Like, it's not bad. It's not cool to be lo fi or not good enough to be hi fi, mid fi. Okay. But it has nothing to do with sound quality. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was talking about. I guess oh, okay. the style of music is mid. <laughs> like, if you're like, I don't like the, the band. music is mid. Yeah. Yeah, the sound quality would go down. Keep the mids. Keep the mids in there. But your guys' music is hi-fi. So can you oh, well, tell us you. about your recent EP? <laughs> yeah. I love that segue, by right? the way. Thank that you. That was class. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about the EP? Sure, yeah. Um... So it's called Moments. Um, it's got six tracks. One is an instrumental track. Um, and I think it really represented a big shift for us in terms of collectively refocusing as a band, um, you know, after having a couple of years off to sort of not be able to play shows, but um, seek that same sort of uh, feeling and like catharsis and output, right? Um, making music and doing it in a really intentional way and, you know, redefining what Deer Spring is to all of us. And the sort of result of that was capturing um, very much the moments that we shared together during the year that we recorded it. Um, and that's, and that's really what the, what the EP is all about, right? Um, taking time to reflect on who you are and who you are today and who you want to be one day. That's my little philosophical piece. I'll let the other guys maybe speak a little <laughs> bit to it too. Yeah, it, it sort of, we started writing it right in the time of, um, of COVID and we were just sort of building up some speed with, and momentum with shows and uh, we had to put a pause on it as the rest of the world did. And during that time, a lot of introspection, we really grew as people and supporting each other we're absolutely a family and um, grown a lot closer over the years. So the amount of work that went into writing and refining the songs that we did create was just so much more. We always felt like we we're just crossing the finish line in terms of enough music to call it an EP or this is enough to release. And this time we wrote way beyond that and then got to select the best of what we created, which just results in something so much more true to where we're at and that we're so much more proud of. Yeah, um, the pandemic definitely was life-changing for a lot of people, especially me, because I, uh, my wife and I, we had our first son, uh, a COVID baby. Um, and uh, it, it was just kind of like reshifting focus, you know, maybe music is going to take a back seat. Maybe it's actually not going to be part of my life anymore. And I got to focus on having a kid. But the good thing is the kid actually inspired to 
me to like actually it sparked a creativity in me and reinvigorated me to like you know write more guitar parts songs and really reconnect with my friends because um you know i just don't want to be like a father with no social life um so it actually funny enough having having zane my son actually made me more closer to like dave and marty and the rest of the guys in the band so um yeah yeah this was a this was definitely a, a crazy time and it's uh it, it just made me reevaluate my life we feel super lucky we have this ep and where the band is right now coming out the other side of it totally every and time i've worked on a project i end up hating everyone i'm working on the project with so it's very nice to know that there are some people who are like we grew closer by working on this thing together because i'm like hmm. it was so much more hopeful out there than i than i've felt in the yeah. past with like uh uh projects but maybe like like I, and I, I we say this all the time and i really hate saying it but it's like there were some good things that came from like the cultural emotional reset from what the pandemic and isolation did and for a lot of people who are creatives and who make music and who make things around music i found just like the community really grew a lot closer and people kind of reevaluated it and saw like yeah this is actually like this is a better way for us to do it where we're all generally happier and more satisfied with what we're doing and uh it's funny because a lot of people obviously uh, uh are a lot of like older musicians now are like yeah i'm married and i have kids and i'm trying to play in a band and tour and it's like there there's definitely been a lot of people who've figured it out now and it's like yeah you can you can actually just it works you can make it work and and still be happy and still be satisfied it's nice to hear yeah absolutely i think it's a different there are a world, lot of creative you know? differences that we have and we debate those passionately all the time but deer springs a true democracy and uh at the end of those we're always closer even though there are those like contentious times or strong disagreements where everyone's very sure that they're ideas the path forward <laughs> we've got a lot of years doing that though i mean i think that that makes a big difference i think a lot of bands have trouble because bands have trouble staying together for a long time and for us you know maybe in terms of this record it's a different story but in terms of how long like marty cam jonah who's not here tonight um but sings in deer spring and I have all been playing together and working together and, and been friends. I think like after the first five years of all having that kind of a relationship is kind of like, okay, we know where our disagreements happen. We know that we have like different inputs and different influences and we're, we have different lifestyles too, but we're all generally close friends that like very much love each other outside of just the music. And then in, in addition to all of that, I think like the band just really settled in on being a true democracy many years ago. And as a result, it's kind of just like, we're used to having difficult conversations and then taking votes and then being like, all right, move on. Cause there's too much shit to do to dwell on anything. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's worked for us. And on top of that, I, I feel the pandemic has, kind of shown you know all of us our vulnerability right and we're more comfortable and now we're more 
uh, empathetic with one another. So we do get into disagreements, but then, you know, afterwards we'll call each other and being like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry I blew up at you or text each other. So honestly, this band is not just a, you know, four or five musicians just getting together and, and playing and then going on with their lives afterwards. We're actually like all best friends. And then, like, I think the other thing that was really great um, about recording this record for us was, like, taking all of that material that we had put together, which was sort of, like, as Marty was saying, like, different than the last time we recorded. Because we, we very much used to, since we would self-produce everything and mix and master it ourselves, we would spend so much time focusing on each song and trying to make it perfect and that ended up being sort of that situation that marty was talking about where it was like can we come up with enough right this time we we just spent so much time writing and we had so much that when we went for the first time to like actually go work with a producer right and be in a studio together for like a week or weeks at a time and record it i think we came out the other side with such a more cohesive um sounding record and such better songs as a result also of some of the things, you know, Cam was just talking about us all getting closer together during the pandemic and just the friendships that we had. And we're super, we're super proud of it. I think it was a big step forward for us. Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. It seems like each and every week, our friends are just putting out bangers. So to start, our friend Tate Logan is back with his new single, End of the World. Getting over a relationship, no matter which type of relationship it is, is always rough. And our friend Pennyboard definitely knows how to break it down for you in their new song, Cherry Chapstick. Recent friend of the pod, Zachary Ross and the Divine bring out their first single, A Light Over Massachusetts. We're stuck inside the kids' headphones. There's a hole in my heart, right where your guitar should be. And another artist that has been blowing up on Twitter, Honey Revenge, drop their next single, Distracted. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. I think having that is, like, the most important because I feel, I always thought, like, when I've listened to other podcasts or other just, like, interviews with bands, and sometimes they just seem so, like, yeah, like, we're, we're, we're acquaintances, but you, you work so closely in, like, such close spaces all the time together. It's, like well, what are, what am I supposed to do otherwise? Like, am I not supposed to be close to them? Do I keep them at arm's length? And it's, it's good to know that that's not the norm for most people, it seems. Um, because otherwise, like, how are you going to get things done? <laughs> this is Lizzie saying she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. She just wants to be a Oh my God. <laughs> I actually think it was Lizzie saying that I couldn't work with you, Brian, if we mm -hmm. weren't friends. That's yeah. what I heard. 
than what yeah. she said. But the behind the scenes, wait, wait we're not friends. Positively, Dave. <laughs> now allow me to twist this so that you aren't uh, emotionally damaged during the recording of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome Listen, to Brian just doesn't Club. like it that episode. I call him. Brian just doesn't like it that I call him Bessie all the time to Aww. reaffirm. Aww. So y- you're saying ah, <laughs> but like, okay, if somebody came to you like and lids. they said Bestie, or if somebody came to you and they said, "Hey, good to see you," like buddy, like chief, how you doing, chief? You'd be like, I'm, I, I've never, I, I would never hit a person, but oh, I'm so close. <laughs> oh, I'm about to, I'm about to reach a new level. I'm, I'm, I'm super Saiyan right now. Uh, it's just, it just, it just hits me hard, and I cannot see it as anything else. I just see it as an insult. That's fair. So it sounds like it through. sounds like you're being patronized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does sound patronizing. I went through an awkward phase. I think sometimes I do things uh, like I'm making fun of those things, like saying like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I went through a phase where I was like, everyone was chief, buddy, guy, all that. <laughs> and I had a friend be like, listen, oh, no. man, that's kind of, kind of rude, especially when you're like at the hardware store and you just say it to like one of the employees there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm not your bag, chief. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your friend, buddy. It's see, Lizzie. This is now the second time we've talked to people about this, and I've been saying like, yeah, it's just every time you say it, I know you're not being passive aggressive, but you're being passive aggressive. I'm not. Literally, I would just tell you if I had an issue with you. Yeah, just be that's straight the up aggressive, and you know me. that. I think you're like, like that's the passive part of aggression. Is like I would just tell you. Passive. I think thing is too. I started saying Bessie ironically too, and now it just. I was literally talking. I've called my students besties. Be like, hey besties, I need you to turn your shit in on time. Hey, um, my news director. Hey, um, hey bestie, I don't think this is gonna work out. And I'm like, uh oh. Always in a negative connotation. I think I think you guys are gonna be on my side on this one. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get a forum here, and we're gonna be like, no, it's not right. I'm going to play the fifth on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping, stepping um, I teach uh, radio journalism and media studies. Oh, oh, each cool. Is that a college level? Yeah, college. That's awesome. I teach uh, music production, but to high schoolers. Nice. Yeah. How many of them are That's your besties? Yeah. <laughs> None of them I would consider besties, but a couple of them, after they've graduated, have gone on to do like full-length records with me nice which is very fulfilling nice i thought you were gonna say after graduating they went on to become my chiefs <laughs> <laughs> my buddies my guys <laughs> maybe no someday besties. Couple of chiefs. they'll earn that status one guy <laughs> <laughs> oh man you guys with your besties and your chiefs and buddies and friends yeah. This is like, I'm going to sound so old. I, I just, I'm trying not to say things where I'm just like, and another thing I hate about the TikTok, but at the same time, just like, <laughs> the cultural reset out. also came with TikTok yeah. during COVID. So. A, the, the cultural reset also came with like 
making me feel like I everything is my lawn and I just want all these damn kids to get off of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like you see videos now of like nurses doing TikTok videos while someone's getting a procedure done. <laughs> And that's I'm like, hey, my- that that person back there might might be whole ass dying. Can yeah, you, <laughs> can you like go over there and check on him? She's like, this is the only way to make money now. <laughs> like, dude, that sounds like a HIPAA violation. People, I know, dude. I literally saw that today. That's why I mentioned it. It's like this guy, and you just hear his like beep beep beep, and in the corner, there's just like a nurse doing like a TikTok dance with her like. I mean, at least it's not like the flatline sound, would, yeah, so there's that. Say, what if it's flatlines while she's dancing? That. Would- oh. I mean, what if you're like, damn, he just died, and she like hits a dab or something? Yeah, it'd be pretty <laughs> legendary. It would be pretty legendary. Like first and last TikTok. Perfect. Yeah. I think he landed on the next, like, you know, viral video, basically. Or... Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone let the nurse girlies know. Dabbing, dabbing and flatlining. Dab- <laughs> like, my first thought was, Dab-lining. like. Dablining? Is she dabbing? Dablining. Oh. <laughs> is she then- dancing <laughs> to the beat of the KG? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What you know what? Dab- one of my. <laughs> This is gonna oh, sound no. bad. One one of our family friends, um, he had to get a uh, an emergency surgery for it to get his appendix removed like two hours before I before we jumped on this call, and I'm like, what mm-hmm. if I just go there, and I talk to one of the nurses like, hey, do you want to try this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to see him. I hope he's doing well in his recovery. <laughs> this is my dance for TikTok. I am essentially octopus. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> you're just you're just popping and locking. That's yeah, it. yeah. Bringing the '80s back. Yep. Oh no. Popping out <laughs> like and watching... being locked out of TikTok. Yeah, it's watching breaking. Yeah, <laughs> the cultural <laughs> cultural reset that Sorry, also brought that, us back that to breaking. Told my age too. I knew exactly what it was because it's a movie from the '80s, a decade I was born in, Lizzie. <laughs> I I'm aware of that bestie. See. Ooh. <laughs> See. <laughs> Now you all think we're fighting, but she just said that. No, it's not that she's mean, but it's like okay, now we're all on the same page, right? Attention. She's not opening. She's not opening. Ease the tension. <laughs> I'm gonna say a fun fact, okay? About we love fun facts. Mm-hmm. All right, John Claude Van Damme's first movie was actually Breaking. Yeah. He was wearing spandex leotard and it was in the background, and he had like a little dance moment. He was literally in there for 30 seconds. But that was his breakout role. Oh, yeah. That that joke was pretty mid. <laughs> Ouch. The tension has risen again. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you thought you thought we were all gonna be on your side about the bestie thing, but now I'm just seeing openings where I wanna throw some yeah. besties. You see? Yeah. yeah. I don't you need to be on my side. I just need us all to agree <laughs> that, <laughs> that it could be painful and then Lizzie is making the decision to hurt me. Yeah, as friends do. <laughs> we started this with like, yeah, you know, we really grew together as a band, and we, yeah, you know, true. we were all best friends, and we love each other, and we we love creating together. And then Lizzie's like, yeah, bestie over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all getting uh, up on you. Yeah. 
Uh, I have. You know it happens. I have banned Lizzie from some of our Discord channels just because I'm tired of the <laughs> bullshit. Like the one that only the two of us are in. I just keep leaving it. Yeah. I, I sent him something and then he deleted it. And I said, did you just delete what I sent you? He's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not hearing this anymore. I was like, all right. That sounds pretty passive aggressive to me, bro. Right? Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, he's admitting. <laughs> agree. Wow. So he's self-aware. He's done some. Uh, he's so. Yeah. yeah. We love a self-aware king. I feel like we're king. making progress here. We're like having some real breakthrough moments for Brian and Lizzie. Uh, we Isn't were, it crazy? We it's were, almost uh, like a Mori, right? It's a Mori. Now listen, David. I just think you could be the new Mori now. Maybe I could. Maybe <laughs> I could. Yeah. Do you in. have to do that sometimes in Deer Spring? Be the Mori of the band. Sometimes I have to. We'll listen to a demo and then I'll be like, Jonah, you're not the father. You're not. <laughs> Wow, that's really and and how does that usually go over? Uh, usually goes over with Jonah being like, "I know because I don't. I write everything after you guys finish writing the music." Mm. Like, oh, okay. Where so this was Cam's song. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't write the guitar. But um, Shing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of getting back a little bit more into your music versus uh, emo social club therapy sessions mm -hmm. with all the bands we ever talked to mm -hmm. uh happens more often than you were to think but you guys just wrapped up kind of like a mini tour and you're also playing with calling all captains next month as well you want to talk a little bit about that yeah yeah so the run was was really awesome we did it with the bronze age out of uh raleigh north carolina awesome dudes um really dope live show they really brought the energy it was a sick run we played in uh charlotte north carolina then we played in virginia beach and then we came back home and played in rockville and it was a uh, it was really great um it's great to see some friends out on um the road catch up with some family cam's actually got some family out in north carolina so we spent some time with them in our um downtime which was great and um it just feels sick to be playing this record finally i mean like we we recorded it but getting to play all the songs live um, and then play to people who like know the songs because they're out now. <laughs> that was pretty sick. Like I, I remember, um, and this isn't like this run that we just did, but a couple weeks back we played in Philly. We've been doing like a couple one-off shows in the lead up to this run. And so like two weeks ago before this one, we played in Philly and it was the first time that we played. And there are people there who like knew the words to our new songs and were singing them. And that was just like, at least for me, because like for some, for at least for the song, like the lyrics that I wrote, like seeing someone else sing them back, that was a very awesome moment. So it's just been really sick. I don't know if you guys have thoughts too. No, it definitely gave me goosebumps. Yeah, sometimes, well, usually the recording process, you do a lot of experimenting on your instrument as you're recording it, you're changing things on the fly, and what you hear at the end of it is usually um, like a comp of all the best moments of your performances. So it feels like you're learning the songs when you go to rehearse them with the band, because in some ways you really are. So this run at the end of it, we just have that really tight set and just allows you to like feel it so much more than consciously worrying about nailing your parts. And the Bronze Age are sick, for sure. That was a really good match. I'm looking forward to playing more shows with them in the future. Yeah. And we're also excited, too, because on this 
uh, recent run, we took a photographer, Carter Luthien, um, along with us, some pictures, but also is uh, putting kind of a video, uh, music video compilation together. And we're excited about it because it's for another song on the EP, Vultures. Um, so stay tuned for that. Should be coming out uh, hopefully soon. Yeah. Subscribe it was really now. Be notified. Uh, it, Official. Yeah. 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 Don't tell. Yeah. By the way, open your ears records. Surprise. That's what we're doing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they know about it. Listen, um, it wouldn't be the first time we leaked information accidentally. We're happy to leak. Oh, nice. We love cool. leaks. Yeah, yeah. By the end of this, you have to leak at least something. Sure. All right. Data <laughs> that Captain Show. Got it. That Captain Show is going to be sick. We're really stoked for that. Um, been big fans of those guys for a while. Really sick that they're finally making their way down here from Canada. Um, I know, you know, obviously with the pandemic, a lot of the bands haven't been able to get in and out of Canada and the U.S. as easily. So it's great that now they're able to tour again and um, that they're on the road with our buddies and goalkeeper who we love to death. Those dudes are the shit. They're always, um, you know, helping us out when we're in Philly and we're always coming out or playing with them when they're in our area. Um, and it's great to see them doing great stuff with um with bands like with captains and it's gonna be a sick show we're really stoked it's we've been very much looking forward to it it's a great venue we love playing there and we love the people who are going to be there yeah so july 21st at the pie shop yeah the pie shop what do you guys know about the pie shop you know anything about the pie shop uh key lime um, I, I would assume I get free pie, and if I don't, do. upset. if you play, if you play you there, pie. you get free pie. Yeah. You know, what? Okay. 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 I was gonna say like pie shop downstairs. Upstairs is about a hundred plus a few big deck, um, like a venue bar upstairs. Really, really legit. Really it's sick. Like an intimate kind of environment. Very cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I was gonna say like we we have been like we we interview a lot of bands from the East Coast and it just feels like there's a lot more like opportunity there. There's a lot more going on. There's a lot more bands. There's a lot more like like geographically Chicago is a big city that has a lot of bands in it. So we end up getting a lot of bands from Chicago. But like Milwaukee is the closest other city we've got. Indianapolis, I guess. Yeah. There's Iowa. I think. I think that is still is there. I don't think we got rid of that Questionable. yet. Uh, Ohio, probably closer to the, to the East Coast than it is to us. Yeah. At some sometimes, so it's like it's very like, yeah, I'm jealous like of that community that is is fairly close to like go and play shows in other cities and uh, do kind of like a weekend run and hit like a couple different states, different cities, and like get the communities involved. But now you're telling me that there's pie, and now <laughs> I'm like, yo, so you have a tight knit community that like gets pie. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> what do we have? I mean, I guess we could have pie, but we'd have to go get it from somewhere else to bring to the venue. It wouldn't be free pie. It wouldn't That's be free pie. No, it wouldn't. And it would be both savory or sweet. So you oh. have your pick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Speaking of which, let's, let's just go around the room here. Presumably, dude. Sweet pie, and then what kind of pie is your favorite? Sweet pie, and then what yeah. pie is your favorite pie that's not there sweet? Okay. No, no. If you're picking sweet pie, what is your favorite sweet pie? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know what yours is. We all know what yours oh, is. Duh, yeah. <laughs> um, the world think... knows what my pie, yeah. pie is. <laughs> I think for me, it would have to be 
pecan pie. I love pecan pie. Mm. Especially that was a real that was a real deep thought too mm-hmm. with it. Like, oh shit, like Well, do, I almost went first I was like, Oh, do I go strawberry rhubarb? Because that's like my ch- when I think about my childhood, that's what I think about with the pie. But then I've grown up since then, right? And now I think yeah. about those times at Thanksgiving when I'm with my family and I have that nice slice of pecan pie. But then that made me think about apple pie. Which I got excited about for a second, which is why you heard me go, oh shit. But then I was like, nah, <laughs> the pie shop has the chocolate chip chocolate pecan, pecan pie that's yeah. like the best. Ooh. So that's what I was thinking of. And that's the yeah. for sure. They also have a pulled pork pie. That's awesome. <laughs> Brian's like, like, that's sus. That sounds I, sus. Well, no, that's I'm in. Nice. I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just getting my my problem is that the more i think about like one like uh, to answer the 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 question i would say definitely pumpkin pie hands down number one pie of all time for me and i stand by this and you can disagree all you want all you, it, it means is that i get more of the pumpkin pie when it's available so you don't have to have any so i get more of the thing i like and i stand by mm-hmm. that but then i start thinking of like other pies right because i have to know like okay so if you were confronted with you could only have one pumpkin pie or apple pie, which would you choose? And now that there is that option, I go, well, I'm going to have the pumpkin pie, but I'm thinking about the apple. And then you're eating the apple pie. And you're like, no, I'm thinking about pecan pie. And then you're eating that. And you're like, but I'm thinking about like chocolate. You know, you're like keeps going down the line of like, I'm still thinking about other pies while I'm with this pie. This might be t- more telling about other. This isn't a metaphor. This is just a straight up like I I'm think just it is. eating all of the pies. <laughs> Pie monogamous. Right. I'm it's pie curious. Pie monogamous? Yeah. Pie, pie curious. Yeah. Pie curious. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I I consider myself an epicurean. Uh, and it is, <laughs> after all, Pied Month. Oh, God. oh my God. Oh, God. oh, God. oh, oh no. He yeah. went there. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to and the final we're, episode of the Emotional like Circle Podcast. We're in the game. <laughs> it's actually all Brian's shirt. fault. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stand by it. Look, I'm wearing a gay slipknot shirt. I feel like I have the one, yeah. I have just a little bit of wiggle room. As a know. harmless joke. Yeah. That's as your good. resident cishet white man. Your resident. <laughs> who likes pies. Who likes white pie? pie? Yeah. yeah. Cam, what's your favorite pie? No, no, no. I want, I want to throw it out. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us what we all know already? All right. Sorry. Dude, I, I know. All right. I'll just go quick. I love sweet pie, banana cream pie. All right. Mm-hmm. And I don't have these like second thoughts, third thoughts. You know? <laughs> I know what I you want. You know what you like and that's it. I'm thinking about banana cream I pie like. now. <laughs> and if I don't get it, I'm going to go. I'm going to say I, I uh, leave kicking and screaming basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go check that so out is that local library. Hollywood video blockbuster if you're still open. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. A family video even? Yeah. Family what video. Family. There's one family video left in my area. The one that was like yeah. down the street from me finally closed. And now it's like um a gaming cafe. Mm. Ah. If there that's has awesome. to be a replacement, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be a it's a gaming square, cafe but, you know. and then it's next to a um a weed shop, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Oh, those go hand in hand. They know. Good combo. And then yeah, Pizza yeah. Hut's right next door. They got everything. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, they never threat. have to leave that strip mall. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a venue oh, in there. Trick. Put a venue in a pie shop. 
man. Yeah, that's Saturday. what I'm saying, right? Yeah, put a venue in the gaming <laughs> cafe with the pizza place next door and the weed shop. And you got yeah. a recipe. You're, you're all in. You're like a set for mega business. And then like a Holiday Inn just very close by. And you're just like, yeah, just yeah. I'm going to crash over here. Just to be safe. I got a lot going on in this strip mall. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm practically comatose right now. <laughs> the coffee. Oh, man. So, Liz. We're not gonna we're not gonna skip this question. Oh man, um I'm into uh peppermint front silk pie. Mm -hmm. What now? What's I, that is really good. Front I'm, silk? I am pie French. curious now. French silk. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, French silk. It's um it's at Baker's Square. Um, but it's like peppermint French silk and it just tastes really good. I also really like peppermint. So mm -hmm. like I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Dude, wait, whoa. Did you say Baker's Square? I thought Baker's mm -hmm. Square. I thought they closed down. There's some oh, left. I mean, out here, there's a couple. There's like one mm -hmm. maybe 15 minutes from me. Holy shit. They have limited pies, though, right now, which upsetting. <laughs> because most of their stores are closed. <laughs> yeah. Very Ron Swanson moment where you're like knocking at the door, just like, well, what happened to the pies when they closed? <laughs> I'm sure they get other libertarians knocking on those doors. <laughs> God. Sorry, did I go that way? Oh, no. I was just like thinking like my <laughs> obsessed libertarian knocking yeah. out of Baker Square. It's just a really funny oh, yeah. mental image for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can make a skit out of that. You taxed me for yeah. what? You couldn't even keep the Baker Square open. <laughs> So listeners out there, we want to know what your favorite pie is. Yeah. First of all, go like and subscribe. <laughs> and then and then drop this will your be favorite a TikTok, pie flavor. So stitch this. Yeah. And tell us what your favorite pie is. Make yeah. it go viral. Are you pie curious or are you oh pie ignorant? I don't know. Are <laughs> you trying to be scared? Because right you need to chill. Pie agnostic. <laughs> pie agnostic. Pie agnostic. Pie agnostic. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Do you believe that there is one true pie, or do you believe that there is a pie, but he is not our pie savior? I don't know. Our pie savior. I have this problem where the bit can't stop, and it's like, hey, careful. It's okay, bestie. Lizzie. Throw that in there. What have you done? What have you done to our friends? <laughs> corruption i don't know what you want seriously uh it'd be that way sometimes huh i hate it it's only going up from here brother oh not fun as it goes down pulling out the water oh no we're back with another spicy takes this time it's a battle to the death with our friends okay cool a local indie emo chicago band that we've had on the pod before so we're stoked to have them back here doing some hot sauce challenges with us. As always, we're sponsored by our friend Soothsayer Hot Sauce. And you can get some of their hot sauces like the ones we featured here, like Decay, over on their site at SoothsayerHotSauce.com. To watch the full video, head on over to our YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to leave a comment. Let us know whose spicy takes you want to hear next. Rate us and subscribe. Going back to like the the East Coast and like the community side of things because I do feel like I I I miss that uh, and I, I wish that we had it here. Like, how do you feel about like uh, uh, I don't know like touring in the area and like like 
obviously doing a weekend tour doing like a small tour uh, uh seems like kind of what a lot of bands are are prioritizing i think like you know you can stay in like a general area you can be home a lot more easily you can like you know have a job have a career and then do the music thing as well and because you now have a community that is around you that will support you like yeah we have shows coming up like we need somebody to play it just seems like that's probably the better way that every sort of music community every scene should be sort of operating now or what do you think yeah i mean i think i think not to keep going back to the same point but i think that cultural transformation that's occurred over the last several years coupled with a lot of the changes in technology and access to um technology for for everyone um, has really impacted the business of music in that at the same time, you know, bands really aren't making money from the actual music itself anymore. It's, you know, the, the services, the value you can offer that's wrapped around that, that wraps around. Right. So it's like the shows that you play, the merch you offer, the entertainment, the content you, you create, right. Like for, for better or for worse, we're kind of all content creators now, even if we're also musicians. Mm -hmm. And I like mad respect, obviously, for any musician that's out there and, and is like, I will not get on TikTok. <laughs> I will not do it. I'm just going to go record a full length album and not singles and <laughs> put it on uh, CDs and vinyl and only sell that. All the respect to those people. But I think, um, you know, for, for most bands that are going to, do well in the end it's going to be because of hard work and today what that hard work is 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 understanding that the content you create as a part of your band is not just the music the music is the it's the the it's the it's the top tier sort of portion of the content it's it's your brand right but the rest of it is sort of like what is what value are you offering like why are people interested in being a part of your community and so i think um, what's been great about that, even though some of that's maybe a little tough to swallow, is that you don't need to always have a show on a Tuesday or a Wednesday if you want to plan a tour. Because like people have other ways of consuming content and of interacting with the bands. You can be more strategic with when you book tours and where you play and like I feel like it was probably happening mostly before the pandemic, but I feel like for us, we weren't, at least we weren't on that level in terms of being organized and driven and like unified. So since the pandemic, I feel like what I have seen is like, it's no longer about like trying to hop on and open for a, na a large national act that's coming through and doing whatever you can to hustle and sell tickets for that. Like, that's great those are, there's still opportunities you want to do, but it's all about finding the other bands within like a four to eight hour driving radius that you think are sick, that are working hard. Like you are, who's like music you want to support, but also who are good people and like part of the community and like actually going from being like, I'm only interacting with music for bands. Who's like records that I bought and listened to, because I heard about them on the, on like the news or on the internet or something to like, I just go out to shows and I see the bands that come through. And then the ones who are like legit, I'm like, let's play together. And then we put them up when they come through DC and we go play where they are. 
And honestly, like, I feel like also a lot of up and coming labels are sort of looking at bands to be able to do that. Like that's, that's what we're all doing these days. It's kind of the onus is on us to be able to step up and do that and create and be a part of the community and like labels or other, you know, um, booking agents or larger, um, you know, more established brands that are helping put tours together. That's great. But I think they're looking for, for people that, that are already creating the community because that's where the real fans come from. Anyways, I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) I think a lot of people after COVID, it it feels like starting over in a lot of ways. And some bands have really come up and all the bands that we've associated with over the last couple of years have been brand new to us. And we're fans of each other's music. Um, these weekend runs are just based off of those relationships that we've had with these other bands. And right now, the band's in a place where all of us are all pursuing our own individual careers. So that's what's working for us, and we'll just keep doing these smaller smaller runs. Now, you guys also work with Open Your Ears Records. How did you decide to kind of sign with them and start to, like, collaborate in that way? I think it really just came down to sort of what we were just touching on that like they were the right fit for us. Um, and they heard our record and thought it was sick and understood our brand and like saw where we were going with the band. And like when we met with them and told them sort of about like what our plans are and like what we want to do, which is like, we want as many people as possible to hear Deer Spring and to dig our music and to be able to get out there and play shows with bands that we think are sick. And to be able to keep making that music, um, they were they were all about it. And they just wanted to figure out a way for us to enter into a partnership where like they can help us amplify what we're doing. And, you know, we can help them by, you know, putting in, putting putting together sick music and releasing it on their label and like playing with the other bands um, and helping to build that community more. And um, the guys over there are awesome. They totally understood you know what we were going for and they totally support us and like totally believe in our creative decisions um and are really great people to work with so it just made it easy you know because we had been a completely diy independent band the whole time we'd been doing it until you know we were getting ready to release this record and we were like well if we were ever going to consider partners right they'd have to be the right people and um you know, the guys that open your ears records were just really the types of people we wanted to bring onto our team. Yeah. And we weren't, we weren't shopping for labels or anything like that. So this was kind of just an opportunity that kind of fell on our laps, which was great. But then also because of like, you know, word of mouth and us building relationships with other bands, flight club, who's also on open your ears records actually put in a good word with, you know, uh, about us to Adam, the, um, the owner of the OIE. And um, the moment, you know, Adam heard about us, he gave us a call and he got in a dialogue or a conversation with Dave. But one of the things that I think he really appreciated was that we weren't, you know, a band that had that pie in the sky dream of getting famous, rich, all that. We were grounded. We were realistic with our goals. And I think that was attractive to him. So, um, you know, that forged the relationship that we have today with the OAE. I would then kind of question how many interactions, because I know music nowadays is like 
we have, I feel, a more universal understanding that it's not like, hey, you're going to make millions upon millions of dollars. Um, like, how many people are encountering, either at labels or other bands or artists or whomever, that are encountering these people who are still like, yes, I'm going to make, like, millions and millions of dollars and be, like, this artist? Yeah, I don't know, unless you're one of the massive massive players in the industry the label isn't going to pay you to quit your job no one's going to pay us to quit our jobs and go on the road full-time at this level you do have to still do all of it yourself um at the at the end of the day and we're really happy doing that you know and and i think that the modern music career is like so many other industries like a little bit of this a little bit of that like i teach music music production and that really synergizes with being in a band at the same time we're all just figuring it out yeah yeah totally i definitely thought Liz yeah, was and i work for so the government millions that do you have? synergizes uh music creative <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding it's like i don't know i, I think that like from from growing up in the music scene it was always like i'm in a band i'm a musician this is what i do and so you just like dedicate your entire existence to it and like it took so long for people to realize how unsustainable that is and how like i, I do think there's a connection between like how close you are as a band how much you like working together how much you like creating with one another and also like how you're at the same expectation of what the goal is and what the what the overall drive for it is and i i do think there's a lot of kids now who see like virality on the internet as like i, I just want that i just want to be on tiktok yeah. i want to be famous on the internet and a lot of musicians have said well i'm already creating music i might as well just put it on tiktok and it it tends to work out it tends to do a good thing for everybody but uh, I think there's also a lot of musicians who are just like, you know, if I go viral or if I don't, I just want to, like, put out something I made for people who like it and do things for people who like it while I also can, like, lead a fulfilling life in other ways before I make Drake money. You know, like once I'm <laughs> once I'm Drake, I will be fine. Yeah. But until then, I'm just going to put out some dumb TikToks and. But uh, you had to be on Degrassi first. So yeah, you have to get say, on a teen show an and then become Drake. Well, as non Canadians, you know, <laughs> we couldn't get on Degrassi. That's how you pronounce it. We had to settle for like uh, uh, the real world. Yeah. Maybe, I think the real world was totally different shows. But yeah. I yeah. think like I think like Jersey Shore would have been more more yeah. in line like you yeah. could have probably gotten there more dj poly d the only musician whose opinion i listen to now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know man i think what you said is exactly right i think um i think that's been a, a key to our success is that being on the same page thing and i i think not every band takes time to check in with each other and make sure that you are at that same place and it's not easy and we still do it all the time. You have to always do it because people are changing every day. But um, if there's one thing that I think really pushed us forward for this record, it was that exact thing. Um, we were more checked in and on the same page than ever before when we went to do this record. And we are today, too. People so should what know. can we expect? No, no. People should know it's okay to just want to play 
sick shows with friends and sick bands and like that's that is a very worthwhile thing to dedicate your time to with musically and like fine mm -hmm. i'm telling you that from me now where it's like yeah spending time on shit you'll eventually have a podcast so there's that <laughs> it's the pipeline where it's I'm that the... you brew craft beer you brew, brew craft coffee you roast it sorry you roast mm -hmm. the craft coffee you can make beer coffee coffee beer you know, there's there's just no more gatekeepers. You want to do a podcast, you just start doing it. You yeah. want to be in a band and release your music, you just get up and fucking do it. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. So then what can we expect, um, either a full length or another EP coming from you guys after this? It's a great question. Um, so we don't we haven't decided yet, right? Um, we 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 have a you know relationship with OIE and we're gonna collaborate with them on a good amount of, of new music. Um, again, like coolest thing about them is that they're totally part of the team and they're just like, what's your vision? Like, what do you, what, what do you feel inspired about right now? Um, and we've talked about maybe doing a single too, um, first before we do another record, whether it be an EP or full length. Um, it's definitely going to be more, than what we just did. Like we're going to be putting out a lot more music on open your ears records. Um, and we're really stoked about it, especially cause we have such a big, um, backlog from writing for the, for the last record and a ton of stuff that we've done since we wrote that record. Cause we've, we finished writing that record in 2020, we recorded it in 2021, but like we haven't stopped writing since then. I mean, mm -hmm. Marty sends, especially cause Marty's at school all day working with kids and in between like classes or at the end of the day, like he'll be like, Oh, that song that I randomly had to come up with for four lessons is actually sick. Let me like do the rest of it. And it'll send it <laughs> We're like, God damn it, Marty, stop writing songs every week. But um, it's, it's really exciting. And I think we're really stoked to take what we did on moments and take it even a step further now with like the team that we have behind us and um, the sound that we kind of, more solidified on the record, I guess. Is that fair, Marty? Oh, absolutely. The direction has been set and there's going to be a lot more content and uh, in less time than our previous release. So a lot more sooner, but the format is, is yet to be decided. And big thanks to OYE for letting us be flexible with that. I'm assuming then you do a lot of like your own production since you're doing it all day anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three out of the four members of the band are producers. So, oh. um, yeah, you can, you guys can guess which one is not a producer. <laughs> <laughs> the one who is not here. I don't know. No, no, no. no. The one who actually just made that statement. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. I, uh, I, I just always blame the person who's not here, but, I, I, it also makes it a lot easier when you can just do everything yourself and don't have to rely on an additional person or additional resources like money or time. And you can just like say, Hey, uh, you know, come over, lay down this guitar line. All right, cool. Thanks. Have a good rest of your night. Like now we have a song with guitar and uh, give me an hour and it'll sound crispy and beautiful. Yeah, or uh, I don't have to get it right immediately in this hour I'm paying for. Mm -hmm. It can be right when it's right. 
do you miss like having outside voices telling you how you should write it because i think that that's a good thing and a bad thing but i would also see like you know if you're working more in the studio and working more on the writing process there maybe you, the 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 four or five of you can like get that right get that strong rather than like oh we need a producer or like making a well, producer you know, the reason that's the thing though right so i think how we used to operate was that and that was great because at least with me marty and jonah all being producers we all have our own you know um, preferences for like source tones and for mix styles and all of that um but you know being able to do it all of ourselves it's kind of like an echo chamber because it's just the same band um and while with the production side i think it's really helpful on the writing side sometimes i think it can be a blind blind sight right so like what we do now which i think i i think most bands that um that have those skills and take their craft seriously do this now is they do exactly that but then when they're done with that like what we did we did that for 15 songs and then we went in for 10 days with Nick Brzezzi and rewrote everything and brought it down to just six songs. So it's like, we kind of do, we have both, right? Like we produce our own stuff, engineer it the way we think it should sound, argue amongst ourselves, vote on it, land it, what it eventually sounds like, go in with Nick, have Nick tell us that's not a song, dude. You don't have a chorus, rewrite <laughs> it and then record it in a studio with like millions of dollars of equipment. So it sounds even better than what we did at our house and be done. You know, and then hmm. we can argue about mixed notes all day long, but the song is like <laughs> the song now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Also, yeah, just being able that. to be a musician and not have to split your attention between engineering, producing, and being the musician. That's a really, that's a luxury for us this time around. Yeah. And having, having the outside perspective is, is huge because sometimes when you, you know, the four of us are, are writing, we kind of get lost in that music and we're just, you know, saying, this is the only way we hear it. No one, you know, mm -hmm. no other way. And then having, you know, a person like Nick Brissetti just basically say, dude, this is not a fucking song. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's kill it and rewrite something else basically. So, um, and, and rewrite it to, you know, be much better where the four of us are very happy with it, with the results. You always need the one person who tells like hey it, you guys have all been sitting around each other writing the same shit no, stop stop yes yeah. we're, we're cutting it all apart it's like you need that kind of person to like what you basically need is somebody who's in the studio like uh so bestie like thanks for the song but uh <laughs> no for real exactly. for real though that's yeah, essential yeah, yeah. yeah. We wow need cool we, need come, we need to come to jesus moment yeah yeah it that was it's going to be mandatory, like in your studios when the bestie. next time you guys go to it, and you'll be like, I need a management bestie. And they're like, What's management that? Bestie. Hey, bestie. Ugh, this isn't uh, the greatest. Can you can we fix just it? Call him a, can we call him a dick or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd an rather call him right an now. asshole than bestie. <laughs> <laughs> More direct. Yeah. No passive aggression, just aggression. Yeah, no passive aggressiveness right there. That'll be an itemized line on the bill that we send to Hawaii. The, <laughs> the, the asshole, asshole bestie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> asshole bestie. We are uh, we're almost at an hour. I want to give you a chance to uh, to throw out where everybody can get the record and where everybody can find you guys on the internet for when you're uh, uh, eventually doing more stuff with the music and the tour and the video. You know, we're gonna say that's a leak, even though kind of like a half leak. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's, it's a, a partial leak. It's a partial leak. Dude, what are you guys talking about? What video? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a full leak now. Uh, now it makes it now yeah. We love we love gaslight girl bossing here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet? Where can people uh, check out the record and uh, or the EP, the single, and 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 all that good stuff? And uh, also just get tickets to the show. You know, because you got a show coming up. There's pie. The tickets will yeah. sell themselves. Let's just tell people where to go get the tickets. And there's Canadians too. Canadians are going to yeah. There's Canadians. They watch yeah. Degrassi. Yeah, they do. They yeah. know. They know Drake. Yeah. They all know Drake. He knows everybody. <laughs> so, so you can find everything Deer Spring, including our Instagram, our TikTok, our Facebook. If people are still on that, boomers. I don't know. Maybe we have some boomer fans. Twitter, and then um, all of our uh, show tickets and music videos and all the OAE stuff is at Linktree.com slash deer spring and that is d-e-a-r-s-p-r-i-n-g because uh that's our name and if you call us d-e-e-r spring on twitter one more time we're going to kill you <laughs> oh wow has that happened uh how frequently has that happened because i feel like that wouldn't be my personal first thought of deer spring but it shows up on like venues ticket links mm -hmm. and it happens from time Ooh. to time Okay. And uh, yeah, but it's all good. Then we, have, all to good. Be, then we have to be that asshole consultant that follows <laughs> up with them. And mm -hmm. we need to buy the domain D E E R Spring and just have it reroute, redirect. <laughs> but before yeah. it does, it's like it's Deer Spring asshole, yeah, asshole. and then it like counts yeah. to five, and then it's, it's Deer it's Spring like redirecting. Bestie. Yeah, it's just to bestie. say bestie. Yeah, rerouting you, bestie. All right, I've got homework. I'll get on it, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because I, I've, Lizzie, I've told you the story before about uh, an ex of mine who was like, We have to get to Riot Fest because uh, the Deer Hunter is playing. We have to go check out oh, no. the Deer Hunter. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, like I didn't, I didn't really know you listened to them, but I, I like, Oh, yeah, okay, Deer Hunter, sure, whatever, we'll go. And we get there and we watched the entire set and then she turns to me and goes, I've never heard of that band before in my life. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You rushed us here. And she was like, no, I was thinking about the DJ named deer hunter as one word and D E E R. And this was the deer hunter D E A R hunter. So awesome very band. similar names. Uh, I am amazed that, you like, oh, I didn't do any research on a band I really like and whether it was the exact same band playing Riot Fest. I'm like, there's no way that it's the same band, but I'm glad that we, like, you know, woke up at 8 a.m. Yeah, to get here for a set that neither of us knew. Also, the Deer Hunter, pretty good. They're pretty I sick, like, yeah. Yeah. They are sick. Yeah. So I'm like, I found a band I like today. But you, you know, I bet she was bombed though. That is not at all the same sounding music. Oh, not at all. I also love that she waited until the end of the set to go. Yeah, That's sorry. My part of that story. Yeah. Try like, hey, I know. Okay, this song is gonna be Deer Hunter. Yeah. The DJ. They're gonna bring him out. Yeah. 
just like <laughs> just casual djs like that arrive that's like yeah i'm okay <laughs> well maybe they're it's like their early stuff and then like you know they'll get to like a couple songs you know they like change their name in the middle of their career I like you know they yeah. do that all the time yeah <laughs> anyway I did refer to her as X because, yeah, after that, I just like, we can't be together. You are an idiot. <laughs> that's not that's not the real true story, but, you know. I thought this was the tell the truth. Yeah, we're playing no. tell the truth. There's no yeah. lie detector. Can you believe? There's no lie detector. So can, There's no paternity test. We all have... know that Brian is not going to be um, the new Maury from what we've heard so far. I don't care if you lie. I just don't want you to lie to me. <laughs> and I don't want you to have to... Uh, if there's one thing, don't make me get up early on a lie. Let me sleep in and lie to me. Fine. If I'm up, you know, uh, I say this about most musicians. It's like, I didn't want to get into music because I wanted to wake up early. It's fair. It's fair. Maybe 30 minutes at night, I'm sleeping until 2 p.m. And I'm playing video games till 4 a.m. Yeah. Damn. That's nice. I did have to get used to teaching Pro Tools at 8 o'clock in the morning. That Ooh. was a pretty st stiff adjustment. When it crashes that early, does it feel worse? Table flip, everything, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the only reaction to have. If you could use anything besides Pro Tools, would you? And what would it be? I I don't know. I'm like not that old, but I don't think I've been able to learn a new <laughs> a new software. I just can't even. Heads were tilting when you thought. said I'm not that old. <laughs> I was hoping it would say logic, but mm. you know, it's it would be logic. Yeah. It would be logic. Yeah. I don't love working in Pro Tools, but I do it sometimes just for you, Martin. Cute. <laughs> also, it's Thanks, multi-platform, guy. I guess. That's fair, yeah. And you can go on Mac or Windows, which I just realized. And I feel like an idiot because I keep buying Mac computers. If I could just learn Pro Tools better, then I could just buy a Windows computer and spend less money and mm -hmm. be able to go over to Marty's and be like, here's a session instead of like, here's 50 audio files. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Here's a <laughs> Have zip file. Have fun mixing it down. Yeah. yeah. Here's a zip file. You figure it out. I, uh, I use Ableton <laughs> for... And I'm I'm still learning it, and I'm just ass. Good for it, you, man. Good for you. Good. I have respect for all of them. I'm just most comfortable, most fluent in Pro Tools. Yeah. And then it's like, am I going to learn something else? And I, you know, as a, as an adult, you're like, do I have time to learn like a whole right. new language? Essentially, it's like, no. I, I I'm just going to work with what I already know. I'm going to fumble my way through it and just move on. <laughs> Welcome to the emo social podcast. No. Uh, well, we are uh, going to move over to uh, some friends are over on Twitch. We're going to go say hi and chat with them a little bit. Uh, so uh, if you're not in the Twitch audience, uh, you're missing out on the, the conversation over there. Uh, but we hope you've enjoyed at least the podcast recording with Deer Spring. And uh, if you did, you got to go uh, listen to the, to the EP. You got to listen to the single. You gotta like you gotta subscribe you gotta ring that bell you gotta uh high five you gotta uh uh give it a give your phone a smooch when you see their faces on it uh i give don't know phone a smooch. <laughs> just a little you know you're like ah dear spring 
a real smoochable band just go ahead and uh you know comment that if you've listened this far into the episode <laughs> uh but yeah let's go uh let's let's talk to everybody on twitch but uh and you know un until we see you guys hopefully in chicago when uh sometime sometime when soon, it hopefully. happens yeah we'll come back around we've been in, we've been we've been in there we've yeah. been in the windy city there you go <laughs> yeah we played the cubby bear i think oh, yeah yeah we did oh yeah that was yeah, yeah. that was a long time ago yeah it's a fine venue in the broiest section of our city. So, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But because Wrigley Field is right across the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the Cubs won, and they're like, what if we just dumped a bunch of money into this area, but we kept, like, what is essentially a punk venue, but we just yeah. made it, like, uh, we'll have a bunch of cover bands, and then the Foo Fighters will just come back. And... Sometimes for funsies. Yeah. Craziness. Uh, uh, I guess Metro is also in that area, so you could yeah, have like the, the Metallica show at Metro, which just mm. happened last year. So, you know, wow. it's a it's a that's weird cool. weird area, weird town. Uh, yeah, well, there's tons of venues. That's what's cool. Like, I yeah. feel like every time we go back, we play a totally different room. Like the first time was this place called the Elbow Room, yep. which was like downstairs punk DIY. It's no longer there. And yeah, uh, bummer, it was bummer. it was trash. I'll say that. Yeah. And yeah. I say that as somebody who had Lizzie and I both had contacts that worked there. And I'll say, yeah. uh, you know, what are they going to do? Be mad now that it's closed? It was trash. Nah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait. Are you saying like trash at its finest? No, that's subterranean trash at its finest. Yeah. Uh, the elbow room was just like, hey, uh, we need this load bearing pole, but it has to be directly in the center of the yeah. stage. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and have some concerns about that entire build uh, of a stage. We did play with a sick blues band that night, though. And okay. the one thing I remember, obviously, like, it was a bunch of dudes in, like, I, I want to say they're 50s. I could be wrong. But they, I All mean, 35. they didn't really bring anybody out, but they played oh, some man. sick songs. And they had this one song that was just like, how you like your teeth, motherfucker? Oh, <laughs> it was like that. It was so ridiculous. Uh, beautiful. That's All right, let's uh, let's move it over to Twitch. But uh, Deer Spring, uh, phenomenal having you guys on. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you're just looking for good times, first of all, you got to give us that five stars. You got to do it. Only then five stars. You got to follow us on the social media. Tell us that you gave us five stars. And then, uh, you know, take the rest of the day off. You did all you got to do. That's a full day's work in. You know what? You did it, kid. You did it. And we respect you. And we love you for it. So, so should everybody else. Emo, so should everybody else. Show club. Wow. We will be back next Monday with another episode. You can always join us on our Twitch channel to watch these recorded live. And uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. And uh, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Bye. In my head, obviously. Not like I don't know. Recorded in my brain. Attitude here. You fucking attitude. <laughs>
Welcome to the... <laughs> and that's how it starts. Nope. 